Assalamu alaikum, everyone, and welcome back to the Say Wola podcast. It's your girl, Amani, the founder and editor-in-chief of MuslimGirl.com, and today I'm being co-hosted by one of our writers, Neda Musa. Hey, hey, everybody. It's me, your girl, Neda. You might have seen some of my work covering everything from Alhan Omar to how best to take care of your skin. Neda is a really prolific writer on our team. We're really excited to have her join us today. And of course, we have a special guest joining us that we're really looking forward to speaking to today who needs no introduction. It's Rami Youssef from the self-named Rami series on Hulu. Rami, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, so thanks, like, Rami. Thanks for having me. I'm, I want to I wanna read this uh, skincare thing you wrote because I, I just had a little bit of a breakout and I can't believe that I'm close to 30 and, and it... Um, it's 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 something that needs to be ended, and so I'm looking forward to, the, to, read, to <laughs> oh, reading your article. Yeah, one of the reasons why Neda is joining us is because she's actually interviewed Rami before for the profile piece, which should be out if you're listening to this podcast right now. So make sure to check it out on MuslimGirl.com. Yes, listeners, readers, you get to have a front row seat to our conversation, right, Rami? Yeah, no, it was very. It was- a very fun combo yeah it was it was right at, it was like right before right after a stand-up like Rami you've had a really busy couple of months like yeah, yeah. really the main things have been the, the show came out which has been uh has been really um exciting in, in many levels and then uh I just you know Saturday night um my stand-up special premiered as well and mm-hmm. so uh yeah so just been kind of doing doing that whole circuit season in the in the works right yeah, thank you. Yeah, right now we're I'm I'm at my writer's room right now as we as we speak. We just um we're in LA. We just wrapped for the day. How are you feeling about, you know, the the response to it? You know, it, it definitely has gotten a ton of hype by mainstream critics, an overwhelmingly positive response and of course some critical responses as well, but like is this did you expect this? No, I don't think so. I don't. It's a hard thing to really anticipate because there's like 500 shows on TV. So the idea that you know, it's hard for one to catch heat. And so I think we knew. Obviously, we're talking about uh, a type of family and, and and a subject that doesn't get a lot of nuance. And so you know, we were hoping that people would uh, kind of be interested. But of course, the level of interest uh, and and the way that. Uh, it's been discussed is is definitely um, you know I, I could not have expected it at all and and it's really cool and and and, it, and what's been great is just the overall discourse you know I, I think that you know there's the mm-hmm. the way it's looked at um, you know from from a critical uh, level which is uh, its own scope which is cool but but is also kind of like limited right because it's kind of you know Hollywood talking to Hollywood which is which is yeah. you know important important for kind of getting more stories told and getting. Uh, you know, for a show like mine to do well, I think opens the gate for a lot of other specific stories. So that's really exciting. And then there's another level uh, of discourse completely um, just, you know, in the way people talk about it, you know, um, in various communities. So I think uh, obviously, you know, I'm sure we'll get into this, but in the way that it's been talked about in the various Muslim communities has also been really exciting and interesting and, and definitely um, a lot more leveled uh, than, you know, than on the wide critical, uh, you know, uh, space and so Mm -hmm. that that's also been uh you know a really uh i think a really healthy conversation uh on on many fronts too yeah absolutely i mean i I think neda and i are both 
very much well-versed in the conversations taking place in Muslim communities <laughs> around the show. So I do want to hover on the general reaction to the show for a little bit, because I'm sure the Muslim community's response was what inspired your op-ed in The Hollywood Reporter, which I was a huge fan of, by the way. I thought it was really brave that you like spoke directly to some of the, the stuff that was coming up. And also addressed it like pretty poignantly with with really like a lot of wisdom around like representation right now and tokenization and stuff like that. And it kind of made me wonder, like, is the response that you're seeing from like from non-Muslims, right, especially like in Hollywood and stuff like that, are they getting it? Like, are they getting the point of the Rami show? Or do you think that attention is for like some of the factors that you even warned us about in the Hollywood Reporter op-ed around tokenization and being like that first story? Um, I, I think that it, it's it's all going to, you know, color each other. You know, there there are certain entry points for people. So I'm sure for some people, the reason they're watching it is because uh, they want to see the quote unquote first of something, or maybe some people are watching it uh, because uh, they've always been curious, or or maybe someone's watching it because they are Muslim. You know, I mean, there's a lot of different things that bring people to the show, uh, but I do think that you know, I do think that is what, that that what is resonating with people is more than its you know novelty or its firstness. But I think people. Uh, actually being surprised that they could relate so much to such a specific story and such a specific family. And so that that is what I find being, um, you know, a really resonant point for people who aren't Muslim who watch the show. And, and it's been really, um, it's been really amazing just the types of conversations that have come out of it of people kind of saying, you know, um, whether it's, you know, they see, you know, more uh, in common and synchronicity between their faith and the Muslim faith in a way that they didn't know, or people who don't have a faith practice who have, you know, I've had multiple interactions. I mean, maybe just two weeks ago, someone came up to me and was like, dude, you know, the, the way that, you know, I, I, I saw your show and, and I could tell, you know, being Muslim was hard for the character, but it like made me want to be Muslim. Cause I like, like life is hard. And, and it just felt like there was this ritual and, and, and just watching the washing up and the praying and seeing the community, it just made me want to have that. Cause I didn't have that. I mean, I think the things that people are gravitating towards and, and seeing, uh, you know, in, in, in the story are so many of the things that were exciting to me, which was, I wanted to make something where, uh, faith was aspirational. And, and, and I think that that has come across. Right. And Rami, remember last time we chatted about this whole response thing? We talked briefly a little bit about like the Muslim response. In particular, I asked you about how the drugs and the sex and and it was really pointed what you said about that you didn't explicitly show nudity. And you made me definitely pause and sing for a minute. Like, right, you didn't. Rami didn't show explicit sex scenes or drugs. But there's that Muslim response that's boiling up to the surface now of, is this positive? Is this negative? Was this the right place? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it just depends on what you're looking for from a TV show. You know, I mean, I think I kind of went out of my way to not really mince, uh, you know, any sort of expectations of could this ever be interpreted as a how to be Muslim guide? You know, I would rather have my character 
be clearly in the wrong than vaguely in the right and kind of because I think that's what's actually more damaging is if you kind of make something that seems to be good but kind of isn't and then you kind of you know it, it could feel like it should be the norm or it could feel like you know it's it's you know uh, the show is approving uh, of, of certain things and I, I think that this character very much lives in his uh, in his guilt and his hypocrisies and and I think that not only is that more entertaining to watch but I actually think from a, from the standpoint of if you do want to get something out of a show for on an educational level which you know huge disclaimer like I didn't finish college so just know that as you watch this uh, but if you want to get something educational out of it it'd be better to like have a flawed character than, than have one that um, you know that is quote unquote you know doing everything right I think mm-hmm. that's where media gets a, a lot more confused and, and confusing so um, you know in terms of like uh, was your question about appropriateness I mean I, I don't you know what is, I don't what does that even mean you know what I mean I, I, I think that you know we're already entering a realm if we're telling a fictional story and we're trying to highlight stuff my job is not to be appropriate my job is to be honest and I don't think I've told any lies or misrepresented anything in the show um, you know, and, and I think that there are valid critiques out there about, you know, people wanting some more balance of things and we'll find that, you know, I mean, this is only the first 10 episodes. And so th- those, those things are things that I felt while I was making it, but, you know, you, you kind of have to establish your tone and you have to kind of make the thing and, and then you start growing it, you know. I related so much to Rami. We laughed about this. I remember friends coming up to me saying, you're him, right? I've seen you struggle with this in real life and to have that be represented and on screen. So then why why do you think some of these, the show parts of it are making people so uncomfortable? Uh, I think it's just, it's the conversations that we're not having, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's, it's there's, there's actually, you know, it's, it's interesting. Someone, we were talking with someone about, um, how many you know sex scenes there are and how many prayer scenes there are in, in the show and there's actually more scenes of prayer you know than there, than there is sex but you, you kind of gravitate towards the thing that oh you, that's you don't, cool i didn't you know, know that yeah it's like the thing you don't want to talk i mean if we're talking about like that's explicit scenes like explicit prayer versus explicit sex it's, it's it's like the same or if anything there's more prayer it's certainly not like totally imbalanced and and that's the thing it's like if you're muslim and 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 you're in a community that doesn't talk about sex and you're uncomfortable about it you watch the show and you're like what's going on here all these people do have sex it's uh, it's basically porn and then if you're not muslim (laughs) you you know you watch a show and you're like man all these people do is pray because you, you don't have you don't have a sensitivity to seeing sex but you you aren't used to seeing faith portrayed or you aren't used to seeing someone pray outside of a drama thriller you know, uh, or outside of something that uh, isn't human. And so it, it's just, it, it, it says a lot about the viewer, you know, and it says a lot about the conversation that the viewer is willing to have or not willing to have. And there's certainly people who are uncomfortable by the amount of prayer and genuine uh, religion there is in the show. Uh, while there are people who are, you know, Muslim that, you know, don't even think that the, the the portrayal of the religion is genuine because it's not through the lens that they view it and how they want it to be shown. Uh, and so, you know, the, the discourse, again, says a lot about who's watching it. And that's not to say that it's a piece of uh, perfect art, but it, it is an interesting mirror for uh, where people are at when they watch something. Let me tell you, though, the conversations that your show 
like catalyzed within our Muslim girl group chats and like other predominantly Muslim group chats I'm in and stuff like that. It's interesting because I did kind of observe like a generational thing too in terms of like the responses that I witnessed amongst Muslims. I I still remember like the first immediate like conversation like editors call that we had after Ami came out when we we're all talking about it and stuff like that. And one of our editors, she's she's a mom. She's like she's old. She's the oldest person on our team. She's older than us. She's she's our parents' generation basically. And she was like hung up on the episode where your sister was, let's say, experimenting with a showerhead. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, "What is this? Like, how is this real? Like, who the hell does that with a showerhead?" And my immediate <laughs> response was like, "Wait, like." Who hasn't used a shower head in the shower for purposes other than showering? You know what I mean? Like, it was just really funny to me because also like for for another person, you know, like um, who's a father that I was like speaking to about this. He was like, look, like really are our kids really having sex like this or having experiences like that and whatnot? You know, like one one scene that I think really um, stood out for a lot of people was like, you know, when you're about to, like, have sex before it hits fajr, right? And, like, you have to, like, mm-hmm. start fasting for Ramadan and stuff. Like, I can speak from personal experience. Like, I've definitely been with groups of, like, younger Muslims, like, millennial Muslims and stuff that will, like, smoke weed or be, like, partying and, like, drinking, like, straight up until it's, like, fajr time. And then it's just, like, whoop, okay, like, everyone stop now. You know what I mean? Like, straight up until it's time for him sex. So, to me, a lot of these stories definitely paralleled some personal experiences that either I've had or I've witnessed amongst like our age group, but for like our parents' generation might not necessarily feel that it's resonant of what Muslim youth really are. And it just also speaks to kind of like how we're forging Muslim American millennial slash Gen Z culture forging itself on its own. Can you speak to that? Like, I know that that the show is, you know, we say that it's like loosely based on Rami's life mm-hmm. coming up in Jersey, um, you know, not far off from where I grew up, by the way. Are these really reflective of like your personal experiences, for example, or have some of them, do you feel like they were dramatized for television? Where Where do you land on that? There's nothing in this show that doesn't happen on a more regular basis than you would think. And, and some of it is from my personal life. Some of it isn't, but is like very, very firsthand. Um, I don't think that anyone with good conscience can say that this was just made up for TV. I, I think that there is this um, expectation put on the show, almost like it's supposed to be a documentary. Like, I think there's like mm-hmm. these goals put onto it and these aspirations put onto it that come out of scarcity and fear and kind of this idea that there won't be other depictions or there won't be other stories. And so there's just this weight that comes with it that's, um, that, that's kind of, you know, because I'm not out there saying this is what all Muslims are like or anything like that. I mean, I think we kind of go out of our way to call the show Rami and really you know, we're very limited in in the point of view of what we're showing. And so uh, I I think it's, the show is doing its job if people are having these conversations. I I highly doubt that that dad you were talking about or that mom you were talking about, that even you, Mm -hmm. let alone them and their kids, but even you and them had such a frank conversation about sex before the show or had such an open conversation about what's happening. And so I think it's really important to catalyze these conversations like you were saying that the show did, because I think if we don't talk about these things, 
what ends up happening is we, we just kind of are slowly ostracizing ourselves. So, so basically what happens is the Rami character does exist. This is a real person in the community. Uh, there are many people like this. There are many Ramis. But, but what happens is they feel like they can't talk about any of their experiences within the community because of the reactions that are happening to the show. So, so what mm -hmm. happens is someone experiences something and they're kind of like, well, you know, I'm going to date, but I can't date someone in my community because then, you know, my entire family's name will be ruined and, I, and, and everything will mm -hmm. be. So I'm going to go outside the community. And then they go outside the community and then they're kind of like, okay, well, then now I already did, I also did this thing and I tried this drug or I did this thing. And now I really can't go back to the community. And then what happens is slowly, little, little, little by little, it's 10 years. And that person's just like, you know, maybe I'm just not Muslim. Maybe that's just not for me. Mm -hmm. Like, like that's mm -hmm. what ends up happening as opposed to us honestly engaging with what these real things are in an honest way so that we can keep it within the community. Like, why can't we talk to each other? Why can't we, you know, date each other or experiment with each other in a way that's more honest that's more reflective of what's happening and i'm not saying that any of it is more right or more you know or or wrong and and and, and the show goes out of its way to not say like you know well rami should be right no like rami actually doesn't mm -hmm. even question the religion the show doesn't question the religion because that's not what i'm interested in looking at it, i'm interested in looking at someone question their own actions and their conscience <laughs> and their guilt and so really the whole point is to these are realities um anyone kind of trying to brush it off like it's fake is just living in a, in a delusion and and you know the point of this is to uh you know bring these to the to the forefront to actually have stronger community discourse not to tear it apart as as some you know want to frame it as but Adami, is that something that you considered when you were making it like how quote-unquote conservative muslims would like react to it or like the muslim community in general how they would respond yeah, of course. I mean, I had a lot of anxiety making the show. I mean, there's totally, I mean, there's a lot of things in this where I'm like, uh, you know, oh man, like this is going to be, you know, uh, how is this going to affect uh, my family? How's this going to affect certain people? And, and, and I think the, you know, so many of the conversations that I, that I'd had with, you know, while we're making the show with my team and all of that, it's just kind of, you know, it's our job to, to delve into the uncomfortable. You know, I mean, what's cool now is that like, if someone's conservative or if there's a, a an imam, you know, who at Friday prayer wants to uh, get up there and say, you know, don't be like Rami from the show Rami or that thing that Rami did and mm. that, let's not do that. Now we have like a reference point to talk about this thing, right? Because no <laughs> one in the community wants to step up and say, well, that's, you know, there's this thing I'm going through and no one wants that. So it's literally someone could just be like, well, you know, we could just <laughs> reference this thing. Like that, that becomes, it becomes instructive in a way that could be interesting, you know? Like that to me, I would rather it kind of step into this realm where people feel bothered by it so they have to talk about it. Because what we do as a community is we, we bury all this stuff. The only thing we talk about is politics. And, and that's mm. not like that. That's not that's not you know, that interesting. It's so it's so dominating in this way where it's like you could have a nuanced conversation with someone, you know, with your father, with your family or whatever about the geopolitical ramifications of Syria and Israel and 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 all these things. But God forbid you talk about the most human desire that anyone has with any sort of nuance, like the level of breakdown about what's happening in Syria versus the, the level of just talking about a natural desire uh, of sex is, is so yeah. disproportionate that it's, it's mm -hmm. at a certain point, it's like, what are we doing? Like, are we, why are we living in this, in this delusion, you know? And, and why can't we talk honestly so that we can at least live the way we say we want to live? Cause I'm not saying, 
you know, sexual freedom is freedom. I'm not even saying that, uh, you know, I think the show questions it. There, there actually aren't even a ton of positive sexual experiences on the show. They're all really tied with, you know, mm-hmm. self-analysis and guilt and yeah. kind of trying to figure out what's going on because that's how it feels a lot of the time. So this doesn't right. equate like, you know, everyone should just go out and like have sex and like that's the, you know, this is the way that, you know, things should be. That, that, that's not the PSA here. It's like, it, it, it really is like, you know, this is something these characters are going through and like, let's actually look at it. And so uh, all these things, when I'm making it, of course, crossed my mind. All these reactions are, of course, anticipated. Like, I'm not, I mean, we have such a, I mean, if you look at the, the Arab Muslim community, if you look at the various Muslim communities, I mean, we rip things apart. Like, it's just, that's just kind of almost like a way to talk about things, you know. It's, 100%. Just, it's so commonplace. Yes. So crabs it's like, crabs in a barrel, for sure. Yeah, there's no mm-hmm. part of me that thinks, like, I'm going to, like, put this thing out and then people are going to be like, oh, man, this is like, no, it's, it's built for <laughs> criticism. I mean, that's exciting to me because the exciting part of it, too, is, like, you know, there's this dude, I was reading this one thing and this guy's like, man, this show is destroying the minds of the Muslim youth. You know, what he does in this episode, what he does in episode three, and then what he does in episode seven, and then this thing in episode 10. I'm like, my God, this guy watched the whole series. Like, it's, 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 like, it's, it it doesn't stop anyone from watching it, which is really amazing. I mean, that's case scenario, right? Like, it's, I mean, look, I'm sure you gave us a case study of the the bad Muslim boy, basically, it sounds like. Like I said, there's a lot of balance to be had as we kind of like spread our wings as a series. We're going to get into a lot of things that I think are going to be really cool. And I think there are going to be in season two, there'll be storylines we we go into that people are going to be really happy we went into. And there are going to be storylines we go into that are going to make people wish for season one and like, oh, my God, like this is way, this is way, (laughs) this is way, uh, you know, quote unquote worse than what I than what I thought. And and I think all of that's really good. You know, I, I, you know, I, I like all of that. But you know, to, to answer, you know, kind of the original question, I did think about all these things. I did anticipate all these things. I think these things are, are, are good and, and, and they were, um, you know, but it was not easy to arrive to that, you know? Yeah. I actually can point out a few quote Ramis in my life. I grew up in New Jersey and I know I was literally watching it. Like, oh, every single character I could look into my own life to identify with them and see like, these are real things that are happening. Yeah. Cause he's a freaking, he's a Jersey boy. Like he just so right. happens to also be right Muslim, on. but like we know the type, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, <laughs> right. We definitely know the type. But that makes me wonder. So what would you say or how would you respond to non-Muslim communities that are just waiting to fault you? Because right now, politically, it's a tense time. And I honestly hate to use the word political climate is tense, right. but it is. Let's be honest. Right. And Muslims are on the spotlight. It feels like what we do, who, who we do, literally anything is on the uh-huh. spotlight. Right. So when you pose a show like Rami... And for us, it's, yeah, we need this discourse. We need to have these conversations. We need to lean into the discomfort, like you said. But what about to the non-Muslim community audiences? What do you say to that? How do you feel about that weight, that responsibility? Well, yeah, I mean, it's the responsibility is to just be, look, it's for both audiences in in a sense, because the responsibility is for me to just be myself. Not that this Mm -hmm. is necessarily, again, this isn't a documentary of my life. There there are things that happened. There are things that didn't. But being myself in this case means, you know, telling the story that I want to tell. And that's, Mm -hmm. that is my, you know, as someone who is, you know, the author of this and the creator and whatever being in it, all that stuff, me expressing who I am is, 
saying and talking about the things I want to talk about within this framework. Mm -hmm. And so that's the only responsibility. It kind of ends there. It's, it's, there's no responsibility to be um, a diplomat for Muslims. There's no responsibility to be an explainer. There's no responsibility to apologize. There's none of that unless any of those things, you know, fall into the scope of what I organically want to talk about. Now, of course, I'm not really interested in apologies. I'm not really interested in like making myself or making us look good. I think that always comes off really That's... phony. It, it doesn't, <laughs> no one buys it. No one like, like, and, and, and I think that, you know, there, people don't understand that like us, you know, like, like this is a big discourse I've had with people in the Arab community of just like, people said to me, why would you have that uncle character who's anti-Semitic? We get enough of that. You know, why, why do you have to put that out there and this and that? Right. And, and, and what, right. what I don't think, you know, what, what I don't think is always clear is that like that uncle and showing that guy and making it as raw as, as it is, is actually the thing that endears people to understanding what's happening in this family, because it, it, it shows that we're not trying to hide anything. And the truth is every, every family has that uncle. So I don't think anyone watches this and goes, oh, this kind of behavior is unique to Arabs to have an uncle who is homophobic and anti-Semitic and racist and all those things. I actually think what it does is people watch it and they go, oh man, I have that in my family, except my Jewish uncle hates Muslims or my white uncle is like that about black people. Like that is exactly what that type of character and these types of things end up doing. And that comes from just, again, like kind of representing uh, not a whole group of people, but just representing one vision, representing one family, representing one voice of how to talk about something and what you want to say. And that is really the only responsibility I feel. And so that, that crosses both audiences you know that's a muslim audience that's a non-muslim audience oh absolutely so i kind of yeah. i i i kind of want to push back a little bit on this this the notion of like responsibility in this case right um because i totally agree with you when it comes to telling our stories we shouldn't have to try to humanize ourselves for any ulterior purpose like we're just human and we should just be able to share those experiences put them out there without any type of like expectation or burden of of teaching like a teaching moment and stuff what i want to push back on though is putting this in in context with your op-ed in the hollywood reporter right um and, and about you know your your very clear understanding and not even, not even understanding, but like um, just like acknowledgement of like tokenization in the industry right now, especially when you are on the front lines, especially when you're one of the firsts, right? Like going into this, knowing that we do not have any show that is like Rami right now, right? Like that for a lot of, Amer for a lot of Americans who the majority of which have never had a Muslim friend before, like this could likely be the first Muslim family they ever become acquainted with. Right. Mm -hmm. Did you not sense any feeling of responsibility to that end? Like, like how, how you're like with the impact that could have on general understanding of like Muslims and whatnot, because yeah, this is very much so like your personal experience and your personal story. But is there that responsibility of speaking to something larger, given that you do have this opportunity in this platform? Yeah, I mean, but like that more comes from who I am and less like what I think I have to do. So it's like, yeah, of course. But but that's that's just like 
that maybe is the kind of thing that guides the decision of no one's going to be a terrorist on this show. You know, it's not like there aren't right. Muslim terrorists. Of course there are. There's terrorists of every group. But that that maybe was, you know, if I'm thinking about ultimate overall responsibility, there's nothing else like this, then sure. Okay, like that's not only is it like we only talk about terrorism from the perspective of a child. I mean, that was a big, you know, for season one, that was a big conscious choice and it mm. probably stems from the thing you were talking about which is that I don't want to be adjacent to that framing you know and and because that is the that is the only frame we get so that you know where and the show's not violent that I mean that's just a rub I have with TV in general I mean it's just like super super violent um and so those are probably the things that uh yeah, in the realm of what you're saying, maybe I felt, and, but but that's personal taste. So it's it's it still doesn't really come from this like you know I you know I have a a, a responsibility because I'm not a politician. I'm not uh, you know I'm not like representing a constituency in in any way. Like I refuse to look at it that way. People can put it on that. That's fine for people to do if they want to do it. But most of those people who do that aren't in the position that I'm in. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't think about it that way. I, I gravitate towards what it is that I want to do. And, and that is, in my opinion, the, the best thing that I could do. And, and so, uh, I'm, I'm allowed to be wrong. I'm a comedian. Totally. So when, when you were making this, this project, like, did you have any type of like objective in mind of making a statement or were you like, I'm just going to do this? like my way be real and it just so happened to you know in effect have that type of impact and make that statement just inherently i wanted faith to be aspirational you know i wanted a character who cares about their faith and cares about their culture and is also torn by their ego and torn by their desires and is confused that's the conversation that i wanted to put front and center and, and that's the conversation that i think we we did put front and center the show did not become about something else and, and making something, making a show goes through so many steps. It goes through networks. It goes through writers' rooms. It goes through all these things. And I am very happy that we came out on the other end with the thing that I wanted to talk about full front and center. Rami, when you and Imani were just talking, and I couldn't help but think when she brought up the child in the 9-11 in the episode. And I know that's an episode that has like delved into a lot of discourse. So I wanted to ask you, how has the war on terror like influenced your storytelling today? I know at your stand-up, you left the audience in awe. I believe it was one of your jokes, and I don't know if I can retell it just like you did. I, w but I, I wouldn't quite retell it, yeah, because it's not going to happen. Would. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it, was definitely, it definitely left the audience and I looked around, and people didn't quite know how to feel. They, there, was, there was gasps, but there was laughter, and there was, where is he going with this moment? Mm -hmm. So could you talk about that, the war on terror as influence on your storytelling? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it just from the perspective of a, of a kid was where we kind of, you know, we showed 9-11 uh, from, from a middle schooler's point of view. And um, it, it, it's really about, you know, you, I think if you're Muslim in this country, you know, regardless of where you grew up, you're the minority. And when the only thing you do see on the television is your name and your faith framed with the most horrific things you've ever seen as a kid. I mean, then we, I think we can all agree 9-11 is the most horrific thing we've seen in America. And so seeing that 
tied to what you know to be who you are in your family and and what that does you know and and so for me it it made me very introspective it wasn't even about the bullying or anything like that because i honestly it's not like i went out like facing being bullied or like i'm not like a hate crime happened to my family although that did happen to a lot of people you know especially people who present as muslim uh much more than i do which is like uh, of course like front Mm -hmm. and center women who wear a headscarf you know people who have to deal with certain types of things in in ways that I I could never imagine people who visibly look more Muslim than me, you know, so I, I don't claim any of those experiences. The only thing that I claim is it made me much more introspective. It made me question myself It made me question uh, whether this dialogue and rhetoric I was hearing was right. Because I think when you're a kid, you're, you're, you're susceptible and you're open and you wonder, is this right? Is what they're saying about me, uh, the truth and, and you go kind of down that spiral of doubt. And for me, it, it you know, it, it caused me to look into what I believe. It caused me to look into the reality of the tradition and the faith. And, and, and it made me actually embrace the faith more because I, I realized that not only was that not true, but this was something that I really wanted to be part of my life. And, and so it, it ended up having a little bit of an adverse effect uh, in that it, you know, brought me closer to to my, you know, to my faith and to my family and to, you know, uh, making that a part of my life in a real way that, that might not have happened if it wasn't, you know, twisted in the way that it was. I don't know that I would have been as introspective. And, and, and that's kind of something that, you know, I did question in the, in the standup. Yeah, I think it was also really brave of you to kind of venture into that realm because it did present you know, like Osama bin Laden and and the war on terror and stuff in a different way that, uh, you know, mainstream audiences are definitely not used to. Um, and, you know, for it, it made me wonder because I've been working on more and more projects in TV and film recently. Um, and one thing that I've come across in the industry a lot is kind of like, you know, where you draw the line between doing the truthful storytelling, but then also presenting it in a way that will quote unquote, like capture audiences or like be like translatable for TV and stuff like that. Or like what's acceptable, what's not. People are like worried about demographics and everything. And it made me curious, like, did you ever feel, you know, along the journey of creating this project? Like, did you ever feel any pressure to kind of like, sanitize any of the conversations that you wanted to have on it or compromise the way that you present presented them in any way? No. And and that's probably where feeling like, you know, if I ever felt any responsibility, that's probably where I felt the most responsibility of like, no, if I have a shot to take here, I need to make it as honest and as open as possible, you know? So I don't want to have a sanitized version of this conversation that is very real. And I don't want to, you know, shy away from, you know, exploring it in, in, in a real way. And so that's with the show and that's with the stand-up too, where, you know, I get a first season of a show, that might be my last season. I get a, an hour of stand-up on stage that might, I might not get another one. That That's very mm. much the place that I operate from. And so say it while you're there, while you literally and figuratively have the microphone, like, why would I not just go all in um, in a way that is not, to be sensational. It's not with anger. It's just from a place of, you know, hopefully thoughtfulness. Uh, I'm being as thoughtful as I can 
you know, and, and, and that'll evolve in all its iterations, hopefully, but that that's the intent of where it comes from. It's, it's not as an attack. It's, it's, it's kind of sharing the results of, um, introspection. Yeah. And, you know, even uh, amongst like young Muslims too, I think that a lot of conversation that, that this also did inspire, um, has definitely hovered around like the creative, the creative aspect of it. Right. Like we, we're obviously like tapped into a lot of artists and creators and people within those types of industries, especially like within the Muslim community that aspire to create impactful projects such as this. So I'm curious, like, did you have any like reference points or like television shows, films, or anything like that that served as like inspiration for you when you were conceptualizing what your story would look like? Um, you know, I, I think it was just like a, a trying to aspire to uh, focused storytelling. I mean, I, Ari and Ryan and Gerard, who I made the pilot with, and, and then we kind of spread out to a larger writer's room. Uh, but, but, you know, we had always talked about just how, you know, we really like focused storytelling and, and stories that feel more like movies than like TV shows and, you know, things that can, um, you know, have meat and, and don't feel like they're being stretched so that you can have like multiple seasons or whatever, like really just try to, you know, tell uh, impactful things in, in, in a straight through line that's just focused on one character that kind of came out in the style of how we did the show where we jumped around and kind of, you know, did a character per episode and didn't try to overload it. Um, so it was just kind of looking to, to films um, more than other TV and then, um, you know, from a, the way we shot it and all those things, just, yeah, having really in-depth conversations of just what feelings we wanted uh, to evoke, you know, and, and what, uh, what matched this family and what matched this story. Uh, so these were all, you know, formative conversations for us. Uh, so it kind of just, you know, there's a lot of things we looked at, but, but I, I can't point to like a model that, that I loved for, uh, the depiction of this kind of family. I, I hadn't seen it and that's why I made this. And, and, and that's, what's exciting about getting to make stuff is you get to make the thing that you haven't seen yet and you want to see yeah. Cause you know, for a long time, people have been saying like, we need, we need the Cosby show equivalent for like Muslims. And I feel like a right. bunch of creatives have like attempted to do that as well, but not none that I think have really garnered the attention that Rami has. Well, making the Cosby shows, I mean, the, the tough thing is if you made the Cosby show now, it would flop. It wouldn't mean anything. Well, <laughs> so, I mean, so that's, yeah, that's in retrospect, yeah. Not, but not even, not even with Bill Cosby. Not named, you know? like. not, not even, <laughs> but not even with Bill Cosby, you know what I mean? Like, if you, if you tried to make it now with anyone else, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not what now needs in, in a way. There's mm -hmm. just a different way to go about those conversations. And, and this is certainly not the Cosby show for Muslims. And I think that that's actually at the core of a lot of the frustration because the Cosby show is something that's really instructional and really like, you know, it, it shows family. so many, you know, so many perspectives and, and it's mm -hmm. kind of this like wide palette that could be teachable, that is emotional, that, you know, uh, endeared people to uh, a, a black family that they hadn't seen in this way before. And, and my shows, it doesn't do that for uh, Arab Muslims. It, 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 it really is just a, yeah, it kind gives of parents, just, it gives Muslim parents heart attacks. Yeah, but, but you know, it's like, it's, it's like, you know, there's Cosby show and then there's Atlanta, right? And so Atlanta is super weird. And like, you would never expect uh, from it, 
you know, uh, anything teachable. You're just kind of watching him tell his thing. And, 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 and not that my show is like that. I, I, you know, it gets thrown in the comparison, but I, I just think it's, you know, it, it's just because of the, whatever, the time period that we're in. But it, it, it's almost like if there was no Cosby show and then Atlanta came out, I think mm-hmm. people would be like, well, what, the, what is this? What's, what's going on here? Um, my show certainly does not have the precursor. So I think we just, you know, we get weird and we get into the, the, the little nuances kind of in, in the way that we want to uh, right away. And, and so I think there's like a little bit of, um, you know, an audience expectation gap, you know, in terms of what was hoped for and kind of what was delivered. And, and I think that that's kind of at the root of some of the discourse, but um, that's fine because I think that we will get something that feels more like the Cosby shows from Muslims. Trust me. Like, I think there's a lot of networks that are, you know, biting to do a, you know, a a Muslim family sitcom that's cleaner and, you know, more (laughs) mainstream and all that. And and I think we will get that. And, and, and so in a couple of years, it'll kind of all even itself out as more people get a chance to, um, you know, say what they want to say. I I certainly uh, will not be the last. So speaking of families and talking about audience, how has your family responded to your show? I know you briefly touched upon that when you're talking about that you took them into consideration when you were thinking about Rami. What happens what? after it actually yeah. aired? And- uh, was amazing. your mama like, Yelehui! what yeah. did you do to us, Rami? Like- <laughs> oh, totally. Absolutely. I mean, I, I did them the favor of not showing them the show until like two or three days before it came out. So I've been working on this. I've worked on it for like two, three years, and I was like, all right, I'm not going to show them anything until two, three days before, just so they could be able to tell the rest of the family and their friends. You know, we had no idea what like he was doing. He he, like, he, well, just to kind of be like, he wouldn't let us. He didn't tell us. He just went out and did it. The guy's crazy. You know, I wanted to give them the the ability to, you know, uh, clean their hands of uh, of any of it. Um, I, I think that there are things that they don't agree with in the show. And I think that there are things that were definitely Yalahui moments and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, I think what they were really happy about and, and why I think they really like the show is that, again, you know, um, he, he's trying to do the right thing, you know, and, and, and this culture and this faith is aspirational for him. And it's not like, you know, a, a lot of narratives we've seen where someone is doing everything they can to erase where they come from. And, and that's not what we're doing here. And um, that's not what I would ever do. And and I think that they felt that because of that, there was an underlying integrity and, and they understood the intentions. And, um, you know, I, I think that there are episodes that they really love and there are ones that they don't like as much. Um, but that's mm-hmm. also how they feel about any show. And so I think they've been really good about um, just saying, you know, this is a show. And, and, and I think that, um, you know, that's how I, I had this conversation with my dad. My dad was like, look, there's a lot of shows. I like some episodes. I don't like other episodes. And that's how I feel about yours, which means... Uh, Good job. <laughs> and, 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 and so, you know, they've been, they've been really cool. That's really awesome. awesome. Yeah. I mean, a lot of what, what you were really, like, speaking to in this conversation has resonated with me on a personal level because I kind of view Muslim Girl, like, our platform in the same way. You know, it being, you know, a Muslim focused media platform that has been like on the front lines that can't really speak to the entire demographic that makes up the Muslim community. You know, like there, it's always going to piss some people off. 
we're going to make our own mistakes. We're going to like misstep some things and stuff like that because we are on the front lines and we're not claiming to be a perfect ideal representation by any means. Um, but simply like for me, I consider a Muslim girl to be a case study, right? Like a case study of this moment of representation uh, for, for Muslim Americans, right? Like this moment in time, this moment in history and this like ongoing evolution that I liken to a lot of other minority communities that have already been through this, you know, like black Americans, which I think that you also ha have spoken to a lot in terms of like your op-eds and stuff like that. Um, and it just makes me curious you know, in, in terms of like your project, the reception to it and stuff like that, and the place that it now occupies, right? Like in our lexicon, in this ongoing evolution, in my opinion, the staircase towards like our ideal representation and inclusion in society and stuff like that. Where do you see the future from here? Like, where do you think that we're headed or what do you hope is the direction that we're headed in? I, I think the, you know, specificity is, is kind of where we're headed. And so I think that you know, any smart person at a network who watches my show can easily say, well, I want to see something as focused with a young black Muslim woman who wears a headscarf or with a, you know, South Asian uh, sisters, one who wears a headscarf, one who doesn't, you know, like there, there are so many stories that we can tell and that we can zone in on, um, you know, I, that I, I think it inspires more specificity and it doesn't make people think that uh, there can only be one, you know, again, like the scarcity mentality. Yeah. And I think totally. it also like, as you know, for all, for all that I might say about not wanting to take on certain responsibilities, I certainly do. And I think what I hope for the future moving forward is that people can just not even have to address their Muslimness, not that they shouldn't, but not that, that it feels like the, uh, a requirement, they should, yeah. you know, or that they have to like, you know, just to be weird. Like, can there be like a Muslim Tim and Eric, you know, just like weirdos making weird sketches, you know, mm -hmm. it's just like that make people laugh, you know, uh, just in the vein of an adult swim in the vein of, uh, of, uh, Portlandia, you know, just bizarre, you know, don't have to explain anything, just kind of sitting in, you know, uh, the story that they want to tell. And so, um, I think it just kind of, you know, the more we, uh, establish a presence, the more of us that enter the industry, uh, we're, we're not going to have to take on any of the diplomat roles as we move forward. And we're just going to be creating in the same way that anyone else creates. Beautiful. Well, you said it yourself. Um, this has definitely been a really eye-opening conversation and it's been really cool kind of hearing your perspective and, you know, where your, where your head has been at with, with everything going on, the way that you brought this to life. And now, you know, now that you're just like watching the chips fall where they may, you know, um, one thing that we really like to ask our guests as we wrap up our conversation is, if there has been a moment, you know, along this journey for you that kind of affirmed to you that everything happens for a reason? Um, I mean, there have been so many. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to, I mean, the, all of it is, is just very, um, you know, I'm like very thankful. And, and it's just like constantly saying alhamdulillah like at every step because it's really kind of impossible to like pull this stuff off, you know? Um, it, it, you know, and, and make something, it, it can just, it's possible, it's very possible, and it's simultaneously so draining that it sometimes can feel impossible. Um, but, you know, 
I had a moment when we were uh, when we were shooting in Cairo, and uh, we had a location. You know, in in our tenth, in our ninth episode, there's a a scene at a cell phone shop in Cairo, and the original cell phone shop that we had gotten last minute dropped out, and so the location manager was like, um, "Okay, yeah, you know, he's kind of scrambled, and he was like, I found us a spot." We're just going to go. We're going to shoot there. And so I hadn't seen it. I didn't know where it was. I didn't know anything. I just kind of had to trust this guy that, okay, we're going to go there and, um, you know, we're just going to shoot the scene. Whatever. We're going to have to improvise. We're in Cairo. And uh, I fell asleep in the van. And then I got out when we woke up, you know, and, and an hour and a half later. Um, and I realized that the shop was on the same street three blocks away from uh, the home that my dad grew up in, was raised in, you know? Oh, my God. uh, Yeah, and and it was, you know, it was my grandmother's apartment just until she had passed away last year, and then, you know, I literally, like, I'm right there. This is the street that, as a kid, every summer, this is the street that I was on. This is the the street I am most familiar with in Cairo. Oh, my God. And and we're, like, standing there and... And we're about to shoot, and, and I call my dad, and my dad, like, can't believe it. And then he, he, he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And within, you know, we're shooting, we start shooting a scene. Within four minutes, like, three of my dad's friends, like, come through. Oh, my <laughs> and God. They're like, and they're like, you think you could be here without telling us? You think your dad doesn't, you know, doesn't have you know, eyes <laughs> on this whole block? And it, it was very oh. surreal because I was just, like, there, and I'm like, you know, this is, um, you know, maybe – 35 years after my dad left Cairo and now I'm there on the street he grew up you know he grew up on uh you know telling this story shooting it that was very much a moment where I you know so many especially with the risks we were taking the anxiety I had about putting something like this out in you know knowing that it would bother the community even though I care about the community all those things there's kind of all this stuff swirling and you have this doubt of like should I do this like am I just a fraud or is this just for what's the point like why you know all those things that kind of rattle uh throughout your head when you're making something but that moment made me feel like no this is something about this feels right yeah you you start being like maybe this is maktub you know like I I I just there's something here that's that I can't you know I could never have fathomed, you know, um, when I, you know, walked this block as a kid. And, yeah. And so that, or that or was... your dad or your dad could have fathomed oh my the gosh, last time yeah. he was walking on that street, like that his boy was going to one day, like come back to it and be freaking taping a project like this, you know, what a, what a beautiful full circle moment. Yeah, that was, that, that was, that was a cool moment. That's amazing. That's beautiful. I'm tearing up. Honestly, I miss Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful place. I know I'm visiting soon. Fingers crossed, guys. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, that's like such a beautiful note to end on. Rami, thank you so much for joining us on the Say Wella podcast. It's it's always a pleasure talking to you. And we're just this was really eye-opening for, for us and I'm sure for, for a lot of people. So thanks for sharing your insights. Oh man, thanks so much for having I really, really appreciate the conversation. Nice talking to you again. Well, Muslim Girl Army, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Say Wola podcast. This has been your girl, Amani. And it's your girl, Netta, Muslim Girl Writer. Check out my profile on muslimgirl.com and check out Rami's profile that's going to be 
definitely amazing and worth your eyes. Yes. If you didn't get enough of this conversation, because Ned and I definitely haven't, then make sure to get your fill by going on muslimgirl.com and reading the rest of the interview that we had with Rami and its profile piece that Nada has been working on. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the editors of muslimgirl.com and we will see you for our next episode. Wallah, that's a promise. Yeah, wallah.